I see you shiver with anticipation. But it's not my place to judge why people like a weird thing. I never do that. Then what are you for? Treachery to intellectual integrity. Ruling, blithering idiots. Absolute moral chaos. What the f*** is wrong with you? What the f***? What I'm saying is the planet's on fucking fire. Life is chaos of nothing. Life is sacred. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the to Divian. My hey name everybody. is what? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Spider. Your name is what? <laughs> you had to. I had it down, and you yep. just interrupted me. Yep. What's your name again, sir? I'm Alexander, <laughs> and this is the Freakin' the Deviant. We're on episode negative 18. Welcome, everybody. I am really sorry if you're not watching on Facebook because apparently the Facebook feed still loading, even with the 15-minute uh, waiting time that we put ahead of the, the show. Uh, uh, even more, even extra, because we also started late. And yeah, we've, we've been trying to. We've been trying to get it to work. It's just not. Yeah. So uh, sorry about you guys who are trying to watch us live. Uh, uh, we're still live on Twitch and YouTube, but something about Facebook is not is not working with us today. However, uh, if you're listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, thank you for keeping up with us. I know it's a little chaotic over here. We don't have a very good system. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. Um, little down on the viewers, on the listeners. Today. Yeah, we, we lost little... like 50, 60 viewers this week, so, you know, sorry. Oh, listeners, not viewers. Yeah, listeners, not viewers. Um, but, you know, sorry if we disappointed you by not, by, I don't know. Wait, not, not be political. Sorry. I don't know. I'm not sorry. <laughs> nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't depress me. Does it depress you? No, it doesn't depress. Okay, me we're all. good. Cool. So we got our spirits are, are, are up. This is supposed to be fun, and I, I have a lot of fun doing it. I should have brought a drink. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm a little. Sleepy. What I was gonna say is, wait, we have listeners. Ah, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's just fascinating, oh, wow. but some people actually do take some time. Uh, it's about an hour and twenty minutes out of their day to listen to two idiots ramble around. Yeah. Well, if you guys are still listening to us, thank you guys very much. When honestly, the numbers only imply that they downloaded it, not necessarily that they listened to the whole thing. So it is very possible all those five hundred and something people a week that download this show download it, hear about two minutes of it, and go fuck this and delete it again. Because oh, we don't get delete reports. I have no idea who How keeps many, the dude, show and who doesn't. We should find a way to get del the delete reports. I just want to see that, that number to jump up to like the 20,000. <laughs> you be like, how many people delete our podcast? Like 20 grand delete our podcast. It's not possible for more people to delete it than download it. No, but they're all like saving up. So like first week it's like 500. Second week it's like 500. Oh. And then like everyone deletes it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is a bit of a waste of space when you keep your podcast. I usually, any, oh, any podcast fair. I listen to, I delete everything but the last three episodes. Yeah, that's fair. That's just, it's, it's a waste of space. It is it's kind of a big chunk of space to just keep on your on your devices. Yeah. But thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Sorry. This is the freaking The Deviant podcast about the Deviant behavior, any kind of, any kind of behavior, any kind of a mentality that might label you a freak or a Deviant by regular society. Uh, this is your home. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to participate, uh, join the conversation. We are on Twitch, YouTube, and on my personal Facebook, but that's obviously limited, apparently, because nobody's no, my Facebook is not working today. But uh, you can find us at freakingdeviant.com, and if you would like to send us a subject, some kind of thing to talk about without necessarily participating on the on the live show, uh, you can send us an email at freakingdeviant at gmail.com. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, So let's get started here. We got any uh, weird subjects? I, I had two particular things represented by those two figurines on the... We have a Rick, uh, Rick Sanchez and a... 
I forgot his name. Archer. Archer, uh, figuring on the on the table, and I'll 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 get to them at some point. But they represent two particularly deviant behaviors that I am very familiar with. So, uh, but you had a, a, a deeper one, a deep well, dive well, today. Well, I don't so. know about. It. I think we should do yours first before I ramble on about mine. All right. Well. It, which is funny. I don't actually watch Archer, but I do know that he's like the alcoholic. You wow, you haven't seen Archer, dude? It's good. I've seen like two episodes. It's good. So I, like I, it. I, it's definitely de decent comedy. I like it. It's very inappropriate shit, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, which is it totally goes right down to this kind of show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, to the podcast. But uh, so yeah, drinking and doing drugs. I've actually never done drugs. Fascinatingly, enough. like I know I'm a weirdo, and I, I dress like why well, I don't dress like I am a raver. I actually go to raves and party a lot. I, I don't think I've ever... I, I've never tried drugs. You dress like you're on drugs. Yeah, I th I, I've been asked for weed a lot. Yeah, lots of weed. Um, people just see me like, that, that guy's a dealer. I'm like, no, nah, not really. I've never... I actually never even smoked a cigarette. I have this weird thing about inhaling uh, smoke. that So even vaping is just not my thing. And uh, my girlfriend likes hookah, and I had never even tried that shit either. Uh, so I, 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 didn't, and I didn't start drinking until I was 24. Four twenty-five ish. When was the? It was the December. What was the December twelve? December twenty something. That was the end of the world. Mm, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about? Yeah, yeah. They were like advertising that the rapture is gonna happen. I'm like, fuck it, let's get drunk. <laughs> that was the first time I ever drank, and uh, and I got drunk on really crappy alcohol. I think it was like Smirnoff and vodka. Smirnoff. Well, Smirnoff is vodka. Oh, is well, I mean, shots of vodka and like, shots of vodka and, and sipping and sipping yeah. Smirnoff. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fair. So that that's what I was uh, that's what I was doing when the world's supposed to end. Actually, the world wasn't ending. The way we were celebrating it is is if the rapture happens, all the Christians are gone, which will make the world a much better place. I mean, it'll make it definitely a more interesting place. Yeah, there was a the whole thing about uh, like a radio station that is like bunch of Christians disappear and all of a sudden all the scientific research started getting better yeah <laughs> and like people stopped lying about things and like a bunch of stuff a bunch of good shit started happening I thought that was fascinating um, but yeah so I, I've, all, I've been drinking for a very short period of time compared to other people my age that usually <laughs> it's, it's weird did you start drinking before you were legal to drink oh yes I had a feeling most people do Mm -hmm. Which is fine. It's fucking weird. I had I had a cousin in back in Mexico that was drinking beer like at eight years old, and I thought that was like now I look back at it and I'm like, how was that allowed? I don't even know if there's a drinking age in Mexico. Honestly, I actually I have, no, have idea. no idea. And maybe it's like Germany where it's just one of those things where it's like, ah, uh, you just there's no real drinking ages. There's a drinking age for like hard liquor, but like beers basically. Whenever you feel like it. Interesting, because I remember being sent by my grandma. I think it's like sixteen is for beer. And then I think it's 18 in, in for Germany? hard. Yeah. Interesting. And 18 for hard alcohol. I'm not sure though. I actually remember being sent to the store, to the corner store by my grandma to get like either beer or cigarettes. And they would sell you like single cigarettes. Mm -hmm. For like a couple of pesos, they'll send you a single, single cigarette. And my grandma would just send me to get one. Which now I think about it, what a weird business practice, wouldn't it? Like for an actual store to sell you a single cigarette. Because uh, they could have made it. I mean, yeah. You have no idea where it came from. Like, it could have been from the package, or they just made some in the back and made them wrong, and there's some <laughs> some weird shit in there. I mean, there's, yeah. There, there's cat feces in it. You don't know. <laughs> but uh, but I remember, like, being sent to the store to buy, and I was like, I was a kid, and I'm buying alcohol. And cigarettes. And cigarettes. So I could have just taken them for myself. I had, like, they, they don't know. The store had no idea. But, uh... It was very interesting how, like, I, I somehow managed to stay away from all that shit. Um, 
I think it was uh, the whole experience of your. Were you a Boy Scout when you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Boy Scouts. Do you remember like do, like building those massive fires, very Burning Man? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the put... huge bonfires. Yeah, yeah. that was good stuff. So I used to do that shit, and I remember, depending on where the wind was, because you're surrounded in a perfect circle, holding hands and singing songs. Eventually, the wind will turn to you, and you get all the smoke, mm-hmm. and it hurts, but you can't like leave. Right, you can't walk away from the circle either. So you have to just kind of endure the smoke in your face. And I remember that hurting like a motherfucker. And from that point, I'm like, uh, you know, I just analyze it that way. Like, why would I do that on purpose? For what benefit? It's just, I don't know. I smoke a lot of meats. So, so you like smoke. So here's the thing. When you, when you have wood smoke and you like open up a smoking chamber, the wood smoke comes out of it. And... The first time you ever smoke, you don't realize how much smoke is inside your chamber. Um, and you, you get a lungful, and it burns. It burns it a burns lot. burns your lungs? It hurts, and you're, like, coughing for, like, 20 minutes, <laughs> and your eyes are... You can't even open your eyes. They just... It hurts too much. That's interesting. So, like, but, even but, I don't... But at least you get some meat after that. I mean, yeah, I get some meat after that. I get me... I don't... Nice, thick meat... <laughs> I did um I did pulled pork recently. It turned I love out really that well. silence. <laughs> Very subtle. Are you are you thirsty? Uh no. no. No, I have a drink. But you haven't had some meat in a while. I, I meant thirsty, thirsty. Yeah, I have a drink. Oh, all right. Let's go with yeah. that. <laughs> Car mechanics, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's one of those things to me that like I, I started drinking once. I'm, I, I it's not that I was old enough as much as I. I know that I'm not going to fuck myself up if I start drinking that late. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I also started driving at 24, by the way. A lot of things happened when I was 24. I started driving at, I wasn't like driving at 16, 17. Damn. Most people do, right? Yeah. That's, that's, common. that's common. I think even in Mexico, people started driving pretty young. Yeah. Um, I started driving really early. Because I, uh, I would go driving with my sister a lot. And um, I really wanted to kind of do that. Like, go out and party. You know, <laughs> Weird drive. Tangent. I just noticed Rick's uh, bald spot is actually on the figurine. That's he hilarious. He has a bald spot on the back. <laughs> so, I'm such a weird... Like, I got, I got a weird uh, train of thought right now. So it's, it's a little strange. But, uh, but yeah, so it's one of those things. Uh, people consider that deviant behavior drinking. Now, it's becoming more and more common, I think. But what what is so what is actually happening? What what do you know about this? When you when you drink alcohol, I've always noticed that no alcohol tastes good, unless you're a drinker and you've drank it before, and now you're associating the taste of that drink. No, I've I, well I've actually memories. had some I've actually had some alcohol that has enhanced the flavor of drinks. Okay, I've had a couple drinks where where the schnapps that we drank is actually very tasty. It is pretty it tasty. Still, it still has a kick to it that you. If you're not a drinker... Yeah, well, no, how about this? It's more like... It's um, an interesting thing. I would, view, I would view alcohol more as like a spice. Okay. It is added to things. Pepper itself does not taste good. You don't just eat raw pepper. Unless you do eat raw pepper, in which case, welcome to the freaking Deviant Podcast. <laughs> hey, you fucking deviants. <laughs> we actually we haven't talked about that. At some point, we should have the sauces that we have. Cause oh, yeah, yeah. We're also like hot sauce connoisseurs, I guess, and we enjoy the capsaicin burn. I, don't, I try not to be a connoisseur of anything. <laughs> I'm more of an I extremist. I like the taste. <laughs> What is wait? What is there a negative connotation to connoisseur? I I I don't know. I just always thought it was like a like a hoity-toity like stick up your ass type. Oh, oh I mean, you know, what's wrong with sticks up your ass? I don't. Are you being? 
Because I don't want people to just people? assume that I have a stick up my ass. I want them to know I have a stick up my ass. <laughs> With evidence from Pornhub. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's actually the reason we were doing that that thing with the... We have gummy bears, too, that we at some They're point... over there. Yeah, at some point, we got to do a party and just do a video, not for the podcast, because you guys didn't raise enough money. Shame. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Um, but, uh, I mean, we didn't have to do it, and you didn't have to stick it up your butt, which is high five for that, man, because I was not looking forward to the medical... Like, to call 911 and have... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I was looking forward to it. But uh, we like we, we like uh, capsaicin stuff. We we actually do collect hot sauces, and we mm -hmm. have that uh, pepper X stuff that is uh, extremely difficult to. It's impossible to find currently. It's a very delicious, it's delicious, a very sauce. good sauce. It's very good sauce. And we've not eaten nearly very little of it. Honestly, I think the the scorpion sauce is actually harsher. Like it doesn't. Its burn lasts for way longer. Yeah, and that's the than, one I have. Yeah, yeah, the, way the longer than the pepper X. The pepper X has a very high like burn like it, it burns really hot really fast and then it, it leaves you yeah. but it's very tasty pepper very tasty. very very good uh and that's uh for those of you who were not uh, particularly uh, follow uh, spices and stuff uh, the carolina reaper was one of the hottest peppers well it was the hottest pepper in the world for something like five seven years something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. uh I, I believe it's 2017 somebody bred a hotter pepper so in the level of capsaicin there's something called the Scoville uh, system, mm -hmm. which uh, the the Carolina Reaper was 1.56-ish uh, million Scovilles, uh, and that and that actually that that was the hottest pepper in the world for something around seven six seven years. On 2017, somebody bred a hotter pepper, and I, I believe it was called Dragon's Breath, the Dragon's Breath no pepper. Idea. It didn't even last a year before the guy who invented the Carolina Reaper, the guy who bred that, just pulled out the Pepper X. He just had it. There's no way that in a couple of months he just made a hotter pepper because it takes a long time to breed mm -hmm. peppers. And so I, I actually, my girlfriend started doing some research. Apparently what they do is just pollinize them. Like, so they put a bag over a particular pepper to get the pollen mm -hmm. and then put that bag over another one so it breeds with that pepper that you, it's that mm -hmm. simple. I mean, it's like locking up two dogs in a, in a case to make them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what, to deviant for you? My bad. No, I'm, 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 I mean, I'm already this far in. We're, what, 18 episodes in? I'm, we're, I'm, we're balls deep now. Yeah, we're balls deep it's in this going bitch. Back. <laughs> but, yeah, so the guy, uh, I forgot his fucking name. That dude's a lunatic. Uh, he's Carolina Reaper's, like, handy. Uh, I've seen videos of the dude. Uh, uh, Ed, Ed Curry, I think is his name? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that dude, uh, the moment so the dragon breath came out and that, that pepper was 1.9 million Scovilles, mm -hmm. which is absurd too. Like mm -hmm. a, from 1.5, 1.6 to 1.9 is a big jump, uh, on, on, on the Scovilles. And this dude just pulled out something called Pepper X. And the reason it's called Pepper X is because he just had it. Like there was a, he, he hadn't named it yet. Mm -hmm. He just had an extra pepper that he knew was hotter and is currently the <laughs> record holder again. Uh, it takes like a year to get through the whole process and stuff, but that other pepper didn't even make it six months as the record holder mm -hmm. because um, 
Ed Curry just had Pepper X lying around. That one's 2.2 million Scovilles by itself, the pepper itself. Now that we get the sauce, and I think that one's like 2.1-ish. Yeah. It goes down with, because they put like a mustard base and stuff. But that was fucking fascinating. That that, that dude is insane. Uh, if you look in, if you look him up, uh, some of his... This is very deviant, by the way. That dude is, is, is legitimately insane. He, he says he hurt angels... So he was like a drug addict, an alcoholic, <laughs> referring to here, like, this is our subject yeah. today. Uh, he was a drug addict, uh, alcoholic that, like, used to party a lot. And uh, he, he said in one dream, he uh, heard angels tell him to quit. So he, cold turkey, quit alcohol and drugs. And the angel told him to go to a particular place in Carolina, North Carolina. And he just moved there and opened a, a farm where he started breeding peppers. That's the business like that's his life's work now he's doing that ever since so he's he's, he's been, doing god's work he's doing god <laughs> isn't that like somebody might think that's literally what he's doing because he's making living things the end the because it's plants so he's, he's literally fucking with life um and, he, and he's doing this weird he's making people see god with those peppers because those peppers are Extreme. Hey, you're gonna wish you're seeing God. He's, the name of his company is Pucker Butt. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> I didn't know that. You didn't know that? That's, good. That's the company he made. It's Pucker Butt. So you guys can look it up and uh. find some of his hot peppers uh, and hot sauces that he, he sells. Uh, but yeah, Pepper X is is something that he just kind of had lying around. And there's a show that we watch called The Hot Ones, uh, where they uh, it's called First We Feast or something like that. But yeah, it's where they get celebrities to eat hot wings. And the last sauce, I think the first, middle, middle, and last now are by that come by them. Mm -hmm. And they called Ed Curry to make that last one. It's called the last dab, and at the time is when he had just popped out that Pepper X, and they just said, "Well, let's make a sauce with that and make that the one part of the show." So they associated the show with the with the Pucker Butt Company, and uh, because he hadn't named it yet, and they put on the bottle Pepper X, it just stuck, and they can't rename it now. Mm -hmm. so I mean, just, it's a good name, honestly. Yeah, it, it stuck. <laughs> it just like now it's Pepper X, and that, that's actually what the record says now, Pepper X, which is just weird because. It's one of the games, it's kind of like an experiment. It wasn't, um, what is it, Lilo and Stitch? Lilo and Stitch. Stitch had a number. Like He was an experiment mm. number, blah, 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 blah. And that was his thing. That's what that pepper was. And then somebody names it, and, and you know, it becomes that name. But we didn't get around to naming it. It was just Pepper X. Which leads you to believe that there is a Pepper Z and Y. Like, he just mm -hmm. moved on. Like, he, that's he's not done. Mm -hmm. That dude probably has another pepper. So I believe he was uh, he was daring someone to make a hotter pepper than the Carolina Reaper so he can drop Pepper X. Mm -hmm. uh, and he probably had, a, like, if somebody had to do something hotter than the Pepper X, he had another one mm -hmm. and another one. That dude's not done. So it's very likely that if in the next few years... I just love that that's an unexplored frontier for, for I guess, science. Culinary. Yeah, that's just, we have not, we haven't seen the last of the hot peppers, that we're not done there. There's still hotter peppers being bred, you know, every other year, so it does take a while. <laughs> it's just fascinating that we have a bottle of the, the hot sauce that's 
very unique because those peppers, he's the only imbecile breeding those peppers mm -hmm. and they're only on season a little bit of the year. Mm -hmm. So they make something like 150 bottles and sell them out for like, what, 30 bucks? Yeah, it was... Cheap as shit. Like, they're not trying to make a profit the resells, of this. The resells are insane. Yes, they can go for hundreds on eBay if you find them. Right now, I looked up the other day, I couldn't find a single one. Yeah. I found the other last dabs, the Scorpion and the Carolina Reaper last dab. Yeah, because everyone's the making those, but... And then there's the double pepper eggs. That's also really The one that I have, hard yeah. Hard to find. Yes, which they also he bred the pepper eggs with the chocolate pepper, mm -hmm. which is a common one that kind of mixes the flavor and that's that's the double the double what was it double X yeah last dab double X something like that, um so that's uh, but that's something that again that's a weird product invented by a dude that used to be a drug addict and alcoholic, it's weird how <laughs> how life goes right, where I just uh, some passionate weird and then some strange dream just takes you to a very strange fucking place. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's just some some kind of one. This is something that we both are sort of interested in. We have never eaten peppers, peppers, right? I have. I've eaten peppers, peppers. Like Carolina Reapers or just uh, the I mean, I've I've jalapenos and shit. I've, uh, the hottest I've ever gone was a was a habanero. Habanero, yeah. My mom used to eat those. Um, they're very good. That's what my mom burn said. your face, but they're very good. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, this used to be the hottest for a long time. At least in Mexico, they're common. Well, not, they're very hot, but they're easy to find. Yeah. So that's. I think that's probably why that's what very common sauce mm -hmm. uh, ingredient is habaneros. Um, Haban habaneros are are great. They are they are probably like my go-to pepper of choice if I'm finding a hot. If I need to get a hot sauce, I I go for that. So now that very good with chocolate. Are you serious? Yes. So you like dip them like strawberries and. Well, yeah, I can either dip them or, or what I usually do is I have like a, like a chocolate bar. Oh, dude, that'd be great. In the middle of a s'more. <laughs> um, but like they taste really good with chocolate. That's interesting. Is that... Because the chocolate pepper is not... Doesn't taste no, like it doesn't taste that's like chocolate a, at all. It's just it's it's the color. color. The color is like... Yeah, it's a little chocolate. brown. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I never thought about mixing pe hot peppers. There is a uh, a game. We should probably play one of those Yeah, bite games. the bullet. Bite the bullet. That's, that's like a bunch of bullets, and you're basically playing Russian roulette, and one of them has a fucking hot pepper in it. Mm -hmm. Which is like a chili pepper. It's not even... Yeah, it's not even that bad. It's not bad, yeah. <laughs> but it will ruin the taste of chocolate when you're trying to eat just chocolate. You know, somebody puts a pepper in the middle of your chocolate. It's not the, Yeah, it's there's not a the thing is that experience. you need to balance out the spice with the, with the chocolate. So you have to have the perfect balance of that. Otherwise, otherwise you will ruin your chocolate because it's just too hot. Interesting. And you can't taste the chocolate. All you taste is the capsaicin. Gotcha. Interesting. I'm gonna double check my. Which is uh, why I like the actual peppers in there instead of like a an extract or something or like a sauce mm -hmm. with my chocolate because you get you can correctly proportion the actual pepper taste with the chocolate and then measure the spice so that you don't get too much at a, at a time. Interesting. I do believe we should uh, at some point do some experiments with uh, like let's buy some Carolina Reaper peppers. And uh, and do them. Uh, the, what is it called? Insert the, the mainly. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought we were. First weird. things first. Have you made a Pornhub account yet? We gotta post this fucking podcast. I have, I have on there. made. I have made the account, and I'm currently working on some stuff. All right. I found and, some weirder stuff on Pornhub that I'm saving for. Oh, so episode. we're gonna do some reactions here. So we're gonna have some reactions That's coming awesome. up here. It's gonna be great. I'm excited. 
Uh, we can do that today if you want to, because we're definitely, again, with the Facebook not working, we don't have a whole lot of comments on the on, on the screen. So, you know, the, the conversation is going to be very one-sided. So, uh, you know, sorry That's for fine. you guys, listeners. That, it'll you know, be like, it'll be like week the... one and week two again. Yeah, pretty much. We're just talking for... The first time we talked for hours and uh, I had to split it into two episodes because we didn't have a limit. We didn't know how long we, we could do this yeah, for. Yeah, we could do it. And, then, and honestly, yeah. an hour and 20 minutes is a good amount of time for us to get burnt out and the conversation gets a little mm-hmm. a little lazy. But, um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I think we, we should do that experiment at some point. Like, get some peppers and do the... No, Miracle Berry is what I meant. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Miracle we never, Berries. We never tried hot peppers Yeah, that kind of goes it. into, like, taste play and stuff. Bring taste play? Please yeah. please say more. Yeah, so... What is taste play? So, so thing? Yeah, so there are certain things that can actually alter the way your taste buds feel. And this has actually been around for a little bit while because Miracle Berries have been around for a little while. It's a real berry that makes into a pill. It's a real berry that they make into a pill. And it alters the tastes and flavors of things. So it's a form of sensation play where you basically coat someone's tongue in one of these chemicals. And Miracle Berries are not the only chemical, actually. There are other chemicals that can change tastes into other things. Um, Do you and remember, um... then you, you have basically eat weird foods like... Yeah, lemons we, or we did take shots of like straight up lemon juice and it straight tasted up lemon like juice. lemonade. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. That's such a weird like experience. But your stomach feels it. Your oh, stomach yeah. feels it. You're like it's a lot like of heartburn oh after that. no. It reminds me of uh, there's an episode of The Simpsons where he coats his tongue with like wax. Which somebody tried that on the hot ones. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Your your tongue continuously rehydrates, so it, it's gonna mm-hmm. dissolve the wax quickly, and you're gonna taste it. But he like completely coated his tongue and just ate like some weird pepper that made him hallucinate which is another misconception it's fascinating how many things get this weird rap uh, i was talking to uh speaking of alcohol uh absinthe mm. uh there's which a lot is, of misconceptions uh, about absinthe yeah so every time uh <laughs> this, this actually might also connect to your, your your what do you call it your hesitation to be a connoisseur mm. because there are some people that claim to be connoisseurs of liquor Mm-hmm. And then you bring absinthe, and it's like, well, absinthe is not real absinthe because this stuff is illegal and blah blah blah. And uh, for those of you, it takes a, a simple Google search. You go on Wikipedia. So the ingredient that that you make absinthe with is is called wormwood, and that stuff was illegal for a long time. For the same reason, weed is illegal here. Uh, people just made shit up. They said yeah. that wormwood would make you hallucinate, so they made it illegal. It doesn't make you hallucinate. But absinthe is a very strong alcoholic drink, so it'll get you fucked up very quickly. Uh, And people that are not careful will have some weird experiences. That's what happens with alcohol. There's always some irresponsible asshole that fucks it up Mm -hmm. for the rest of us. I mean, to be fair, there are movies like Eurotrip where, like, they take absinthe and then there's a fairy fairy and stuff. It makes out with "Ah, the sister. That was a whole thing. Yeah. That's not real. But yeah, that, that that does affect society the way a particular movie might portray a thing. Mm-hmm. Fucking Cheech and Chung. And again, mm-hmm. the, the one of the reasons they made weed illegal was the whole, Air makes Mexicans into rapists. That was a legitimate article in the news <laughs> that made people fear weed because it makes oh. Mexicans into rapists. It's not a thing. Everyone knows it's not a thing. There's research on this. That weed doesn't do it. It doesn't make people violent. It doesn't even change your state of mind as much. Like, it's there's nothing... And then fucking Chi Chin Chang comes out and they smoke weed and they do crimes, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. they fuck with the police and they make them look bad. It's a thing that now that has a reputation of if you smoke weed, you're anti-cop. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a current state of mind of a lot of people that just grew up on Chi Chin Chang. And Harold and Kumar. 
and uh, what is it? Uh, Jane, Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. What other pairs are there? Oh, there's that? all sorts of pairs that smoke weed. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of pot movies. Over it's a little weird that we don't that we don't smoke weed. Yeah, right. We're it's, yeah, yeah. We're both we're both like the pothead idiots talking shit. Yeah. Which, by the way, one of these days we should change it into the waste world, waste world, party time, excellence. Huh? I, I, mean, a, I can dig it. Dude. We're very, dude, I we have I, a show <laughs> just like <laughs> just nonsense. Who the hell cares if they're listening? That's fair. It's exactly that's what fair. we're doing. We're so I didn't even think about that. That we're so Wayne's World like, which is another pothead uh, yeah, it's duo. Another pothead duo. Yeah. Um, which they never showed them smoking pot, but it's obvious that, that that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so interesting to see those generational differences. Um, I forgot. I, God damn it! I had a point to make and I lost it completely. My train of thought is everywhere today. Crash um, burned. Many people died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, a train wreck. Can't can't. I just can't stop watching. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so please don't stop w- or listening. Don't stop listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> my 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 mind is. What is it? Oh my God! Was it uh, Zach Galifianakis? I don't know what movie, but it's like my mind works in mysterious ways. And like, did you just? Compare yourself to God. <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, uh, let's see, drugs. So, I've never done drugs, which I believe is the point I was trying to make. I don't know. Uh, have you done what? What You've done drugs in the past? I have done drugs in the past, yeah. What kind? And what was oh, your experience? Boy, to just... You want to describe them? Yeah. Okay, so. Um, I mean, your parents are not watching this, I hope. Because, <laughs> I mean, boy, they are. They're, some... about, yeah, they're about to listen. They're about to hear. Uh, if you are listening, mom and dad, now is the time to turn off the podcast. Please. Um, please turn not off. Not a few phone. episodes ago when he almost died falling down the stairs. Yeah, falling or the down the stairs. Mechanics or the car mechanics. Or the, the atheist part. I yeah, that all that shit. <laughs> oh, hey, God. This, least, is, this at, is a monument to your relationship with your parents. I know, right? This, <laughs> well, it's like a weird like black obelisk to Nebel Shagoth or something like that. <laughs> Oh, the point. I'm sorry. I just it came back. <laughs> oh, God. So we'd had a bad reputation of the whole Mexicans rape people, which is also fed by racism, which apparently works, as I heard on TV somewhere. <laughs> uh, Wormwood was also known like that in, in Europe, that people would hallucinate and commit crimes, which is not true. So they made Wormwood illegal just with the baseless claim that it makes people hallucinate, which it doesn't. If you've ever had absinthe, it doesn't make you hallucinate, but it will get unless, you drunk. Unless they put something in the absinthe. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which, yeah, roofies and shit. And, you know, if they put some stuff on your drink, you might hallucinate. Yeah, and you will not taste it. With that absinthe, you will not oh, taste anything so they strong. put in that in that drink. Yeah. That's probably one of the things that they would put something like hallucinogenic, if, if at all, because there was no way you could taste it. That's true. Wow, it I is think so of that. strong. So it might have been a common drink to get spiked that would become... A weird experience and somebody maybe. blame it's, it on the absinthe. It's definitely a hypothesis. Interesting. But yeah, so the reason absinthe is particularly strong is because it could, uh, that, that wormwood thing, it can get pretty pure and you can make alcohol with like 180 proof, mm. which is it's harder than, what, uh, what is the, the, the Texas thing, uh, the water looking stuff? Everclear? No. No. Well, Everclear is pretty, it's about Every, 180 also. Yeah, Everclear is about 180 as well. I'm thinking of the well. redneck drink to do. Moonshine? Moonshine, that's what. <laughs> uh, isn't that what Mountain Dew is? That's what that meant. Mm-hmm. And then they turned it into mm-hmm. a soda. And then they turned it into a soda. But, uh, but yeah, so Moonshine is also, tends to be pretty damn strong, but that one doesn't taste uh, anywhere yeah, near moonshine, good. Yeah, Moonshine, I think maxes out at like 160 if they really, yeah. really distill it. <laughs> and you can, and you can uh, like, 
I think you can put it on a vehicle and run with it. Yeah. Um, uh, instead of gasoline. But anyway, so basically, wormwood was illegal, and you, you hear like every time you, I say absent, there's always some dude that well, there's no real absent anymore because it's illegal. Like, dude, they legalized wormwood in 2007. Mm-hmm. It's been legal for 12 fucking years. You can buy absent in any liquor store right now. Mm-hmm. Now, the good absinthe is from overseas. The good shit is because we found overseas. that little grim bottle that was like sixty dollars a bottle, but mm-hmm. it's it's about like about the size of a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. So it's not even a fifth. Mm-hmm. What we know as a regular bottle of like roughly a liter of alcohol, mm-hmm. it's not that. <laughs> we're we're so like in America, we have like handles of liquor for like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's not a thing in other places. No, like it's definitely that much amount of liquor. Yeah, it's definitely uh, maybe wine, maybe wine because it takes a lot. Wine, yeah, I could party. see, I could see wine, I could see wine being a little bit cheaper actually over in certain places like France or something. But I don't know yeah. if you if you live in France, uh, tell me the prices. Let us know. Tell, yeah, let us then let us know. What are the prices in euros of like, a, and how big a bottle can you find easily without mm-hmm. going to a place like Costco? I wonder if they have Costco in other countries. Some, well, not Costco, but like other a different type mass, of convenience store. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that seems like a very American or, thing to do. Yeah, like a discount store where you you only buy, buy in bulk. Buy in bulk, please. Yeah. Yeah. Because for those people, because we actually do have listeners who are overseas, what Costco is 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 a um, is basically a place where you get discounts based on buying in bulk. So if you yeah. need a whole lot of Cheez-Its, <laughs> yes, they you can sell buy you massive boxes of that. You shit. can buy like a crate of Cheez-Its. Yeah, a straight up crate. And there's a massive discount for and it. And there's a huge discount kind of for thing. it. I, I bought once a uh, it was a 13 pack of playing cards which i thought was a weird number mm-hmm. but it was a 12 pack plus a deck because mm-hmm. they sell 12 packs you can find those some places but it's not easy to find a 12 pack of playing cards you find mm-hmm. a 12 pack put into a display at a, like a walmart mm-hmm. right and you buy one or two out of that and it's sometimes sort of like a two pack but i went to like a it wasn't uh, so th- there's so much <laughs> there's so much demand for this actually two big companies in this country costco and uh the walmart one was um Sam's Club. Sam's Club is yeah, the other one. Sam's Club is the and other one. They'll tell you bulk shit, and I found so it was. It looked like a deck of cards about that big, which is about a foot tall. Yeah, about for those a foot. Who are not foot, watching. Yeah, it was about a foot tall deck of cards box, and you open it up, and there's just uh, it was a twelve pack, and then a loose deck. It was thirteen decks of cards, and I paid something like fifteen dollars for it, which is a hell of a good deal. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a magician. Playing cards are expensive as gas. They keep going up every year. It's fucking annoying. I used to buy decks of cards. When I started doing magic, decks of cards were like a hundred, like a hundred, like a dollar fifty a deck, <laughs> like at HEV. Right now, they're like three, three fifty, three seventy five. Oh yeah, they're it's about the price of gas. Yeah, it's about it's... the price of a gallon of gas. It's fucking annoying. Um, so, ah, and then I started buying like specialty cards, and it was like ten, twelve dollars a deck. Oh yeah, well they're specialty cards. So. Yeah, they're from magician. They look pretty. <laughs> but uh, I remember going to a, I think it was a Sam's Club where they had a straight up barrel of Jack Daniels. Oh my it was eleven thousand dollars, and it's the the, the the barrels right there. You could like move it, and you hear the liquor in there. Like, who buys that much alcohol? Um, party people. I presume, yeah. And then for one, you have to know how to like do the hole and stick the pivot. You know, right? You have yeah. to put a nozzle in it because you you I can't mean, just it'll... take the top of the barrel and you stick a cup in there. I mean, why not? <laughs> That's a party. I imagine that that would be a waste. You need a way to keep it sealed in there, right? I mean, nothing's going to live in it. No. <laughs> Every bug is going to... Uh... If a bug gets in there, it's dead. <laughs> By the way, I killed three wasps this morning. 
Um, I don't remember there was wolves outside mm-hmm. my house. Yeah. And uh, I just kind of looked it up on YouTube, see who knows an easy way to getting rid of them. And apparently there's an extremely easy way. A cup of water. Yeah. I straight out feel like a cup of water. They said a little soap kills them faster. And I just kind of held it there and they just drowned in like five seconds. I was like, I, that's the fucking danger? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did that three fucking times and like with ladders and stuff because some of them were a little high, but fascinatingly easy. At some point, I just grabbed like a piece of cardboard and just kind of like to speed up the process. Mm-hmm. Just boom, quick, and then just kind of flipped it and left it there. I did the little trick where you let it go. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I have fun with the things I kill. Is that too soon to say? I hope nobody catches that out of context. Yeah, that's gonna. I want to. I'm going to take that out of context. Cool. Anyway, how you doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, moving on, sorry, the point I was making was that Wormwood and we were illegal because of weird reasons, and uh, now Absinthe is legal anywhere. And yeah, you, it's you legal. We, real we've, absinthe. Had, we've had good Absinthe. Yeah, we've, we had a per, Pernod, I think it was called Pernod, and um, it's, it's an average, it's like 40% alcohol, mm-hmm. um, but I really want that, that $60 bottle from Europe, but I think, weren't they charging out the ass for shipping? Yeah, it was the shipping that was getting us, it was just ridiculous shipping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Can we make an Euro trip? Is that expensive? Euro a trip to Europe? Can we bring alcohol if we go, or we have to smuggle it? Uh, like, I'm pretty like sure. We're, I don't know if we can bring can, it. I don't know if we can bring it. from. Keister it. I mean, I can keister anything. Because <laughs> that little bottle, like, it's a little skull about that big. I'm yeah, like, I can might, stick a skull. It might even be pleasurable. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, it might fall out. <laughs> <laughs> If it's only the size of the water bottle, it might fall out. Swallow. Swallow like a good boy. <laughs> I, God damn it. You know better than to drink when I'm making jokes. I didn't know you were making a joke. <laughs> I didn't feel good at all. <laughs> that was a gaseous, gaseous drink. Did I say that right? Gaseous. There was bubbly. <laughs> it was just bubbling in my throat. Yeah, I said that out loud. Come on, take the joke. Too easy. Too easy. I was trying to. I was trying to bait you into an interesting joke. Yeah, uh, I'm way better at it. I'm a masturbator. A masturbator. Oh, for bait. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're a master baits. Masturbator. Anyway, you brought a, a tool, put it on the table. You want to describe it? Yeah, I it? did. So I don't think is, I've ever seen this one actually. Yeah, that is a riding crop. That is an actual riding crop. It's for horses? Yeah, that is for horses. I, I, I wasn't under the impression these were much smaller for horses. Like, it's like a little... For a tiny horse. <laughs> the way the size of the horse matters? Yes. Oh. That is for a horse. No, it had nothing to do with the motion of the <laughs> ocean. Oh, sorry. It looks like it's for used for a horse. It's significantly better, bigger than the ones that you would... Have you used it on a horse? Seen. No, I've never used it on a horse. Have you ever been on a horse? Mm-hmm. You ever fucked one? No, I've never fucked a horse. Oh, yeah. oh, that was last episode. Sorry. Yeah. I'm mixing my subjects. No, I've never had sex with a horse. I definitely am not into bestiality or any of that. Bestiality. Yeah, definitely not. No. I was trying to define the difference between bestiality and uh, zoophilia. I don't think there is one. Uh, bestiality is being turned on by a zoophilia is actually fucking animals. Oh, okay. I believe that was the distinction that we found but okay. I, I could be wrong i mean i, I didn't necessarily look into my sources either. if you're a zoophiliac <laughs> you're you're weird you're fucking deviant welcome to the show <laughs> welcome um, to the podcast <laughs> welcome to the podcast drop but, us a um, line <laughs> yeah freaking deviant.com or freaking freaking deviant at gmail.com 
At some point, we're just gonna change the show name to Freakin' Deviant instead of The Freakin' The Deviant. I was trying to reference like Pinky and the Brain vibes mm -hmm. uh, because almost every time I said the name of the show is The Freakin' The Deviant, it's like, well, who's the freakin' who's the deviant? It's like, you clearly don't know what those words mean mm -hmm. if you have to ask. Um, but uh, yeah, somebody legitimately said, so like, well, that's what you said the show is about, right? One is the freak and one is the deviant. It's like, you don't know what those words means, do you? They're synonymous. I don't know why. I don't know why you're... you had to ask that question. Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, so horse. Yeah, well, that is a riding crop that's typically used for spanking and general, um, general hitting or mm -hmm. any sort of sensation play. Honestly, you can do all sorts of fun stuff with a riding crop. Has this been inside anyone? No, oh. it has not been inside anyone. Okay, so it's not okay all to kinds sniff. of stuff. It's okay well, to sniff. I've never stuck it up anyone, but you could do that, yeah. Oh, okay. It seems like leather inside you might not be a pleasant experience. I could be wrong. That's not the point. Oh, it's not supposed to be pleasant. It's not supposed to be pleasant. In my experience, that's what sex is about, but you have a very different taste. <laughs> yes, I do. I take, I like better, the I take craftsmanship, for honestly. Like, I just no, it's a really well made. It's a really well made riding crop, and that's the that's the difference. Ow. I slapped my hand. Yeah, I'm sure that felt really good to everyone's he, ears. He, he did not hit me. <laughs> I'm going to beat you. You wouldn't do that without consent. No. Anyway. Uh, so I'm sure what, that was great in the microphone. Right, it sounded like a slap, right? Yeah. It's... So what, what, what do you bring that for today? What do you want to talk right, about? Right, so I'm talking about doming today. Domination. Ah. Um, that's why I brought that toy. I mean, I could talk more about, about hitting people, but honestly, domination is the, is the big one. Um... I'm talking about today. So, um, domination comes in many flavors, but there are flavors. Flavors, yes. Many <laughs> flavors it. of domination. Okay. Um, some sexual, some non-sexual. Okay, so I've heard of that. For right. Sure. So um, you don't have to be sexual to be dominant, or to provide dominant for, let's say, a partner. Um, dominance, to say, a partner, um, and. Um, the generally speaking most of them fall into two camps right uh generally speaking you have good doming and bad doming bad doming is basically all the don'ts that you do during doming just don't do them um and we'll get into that here in a moment and then good doming is everything that you should be doing during doming right mm -hmm. um <clears throat> anyway, so uh bad doming is going to be things like abusing your partner now, a lot of people are like, well, you're, let's say your partner is a masochist and wants you to hit them. Isn't that abusing yeah. your partner? No, that is not abusing your partner. Well, I think the difference is just like a lot of episodes we talked about, consent. Yeah. Right? Because, what was it? Uh, there's a famous book that turned into a movie. Grey something. Fifty Shades of Grey? That. Yeah, there's a lot of not consent in that book. Yeah, there's a lot of where, like, well, I can't stop myself. You make me not, like, lose control. And it's like, dude, that's a that's assault. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that, do that doms don't lose control. That's the, a big difference between a good dom and a bad dom. A good yeah. dom never loses control. He has control of the situation the entire time. If you are a dom who loses control, or if your partner, or if you have a doming partner who loses control, they are a bad dom. You dumb should not lose control. It's kind of in the name, right? They are yeah. to command the situation. Yeah. If you are out of control, then you are not in command of the situation. Which makes you not a dumb. Yeah, you're someone experimenting. Yeah, you're experimenting. You're um, not. A, you're not doing it right. I've, I've, one of the sentences I've used a lot in in situations where I hear that you know there's a dumb and a sub uh, scenario is that 
this the dom does not have any more power than he is given mm -hmm. by the sub right so in most cases where you see that dumb thing and most people have seen some of the imagery where like the mm -hmm. guy puts her on a leash and puts that her kind on a of leash, stuff things like that maybe puts her in a cage ties her up sticks the, a ball gag in her mouth you, yeah. you all know what this looks the like the person that is being submitted to all this is usually in charge of that yes like they're 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 giving up control but they are the ones that want this and it is specific control unless yeah. you know it, it, when you especially if you're first starting off let's say you're a sub and you really want to get into the whole sub dom thing right you need to know where your lines are and you need to have hard lines right you need to know where the safe words are you need to be very well educated going into this and you need to do it with someone that you trust right it, this isn't go to a club meet a dude and get domed for for two hours that's not yeah. that's not mm -hmm. how you do this it is someone that you know that you trust that you that trust so with doming in, in the kink scene one night stands are not the appropriate no like it's just not a thing no it you know people for a long you, time yeah someone you earn trust with that you're willing to do this kind of because it's dangerous it's just dangerous yeah. to put to give someone power that you don't necessarily trust all the way mm -hmm. and this is uh, it's weird because we, we've talked about this before. This very often happens with a photographer or a producer of a particular music mm -hmm. video or some shit like that where somebody's legitimately in charge of you. That's that's their job, to be mm -hmm. in charge of you. But they're not supposed to be in charge of you in any way that you're not willing to be giving them control of. Mm -hmm. um, you're the one who determines what goes on. Correct. Um, and I guess a lot of people do get pressured by, like, well, he is my boss. He's paying me for this gig. Um and that, that comes right down to the whole Me Too movement where someone with power tells you to do something even if you're uncomfortable, you do it. Uh, I guess that sort of helps to... I feel like we, I feel like this inches very closely victim blaming that people should know what they're not... Like not to do that well, thing. Well, yeah, they but should, it is, but it's not... How about this? They should know, but it is not required because the people in the dominant position should know about their positioning. For sure. They should know not to be requesting things that make people uncomfortable. It's yeah, it is definitely their fault, it's, but there is a sort of... Um, uh, you know, the, the person who is in that position, especially when it comes to more doming, less so when it comes to work and stuff, because that can get a little weird and a little muddy. Um, not necessarily with when it comes to, like, sexual things or anything like that, but generally uncouth things. Maybe, like, you don't like being on ladders and your boss is making you be on a ladder, things like that, because you need to put up Christmas lights or something. You work in a convenience store or something. And, like, you don't get paid to risk your life kind of thing. Yeah, you don't get paid to risk your life. Well, especially those people that are, like... Um, I, I just came up with an example. Like, I just got on a ladder to kill some wasp nests. Imagine if someone was my employee and I was making them do it and they're allergic. That's like nearly lawsuit material right That there. is nearly lawsuit. But I would uh, I would actually go more of like, let's say they're um, a Buddhist and don't like to kill things. Interesting. Or, you know, uh, I forget the actual that's sect an interesting is. perspective, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, there was something I remember uh, Pendulette talking about, um about people that misrepresent themselves this goes to to that other that case of the the christian cake maker that refused mm -hmm. to make cakes for gay people um and it's like well you're that's a bad business if you're self-portraying yourself as a cake maker and you refuse to make a cake you're a bad cake maker yeah and he said something like he's uh Penn Gillette was talking about how when they had the show bullshit they very often hired uh nude models because they almost almost every episode had tits or dick oh yeah on purpose that was by design they wanted to have sexual 
parts of the show, even if they're not relevant to sexuality. Um, and it's like they, we put out, you know, hiring flyers for nude actors that were going to be nude in the scene. And some would show up and say they're not comfortable with being naked on camera. And it's like, then I don't want to see your tits anyway. The, 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 his perspective was, don't come to a job that says you're supposed to be nude. Uh, or like a stripper that goes up there and says, I'm not comfortable taking this off or that off. And I'm like, then don't categorize yourself as a stripper then. Because you're not doing the thing you're saying you're supposed to do. That's Does fair. That I can also, yeah, yeah. I can also see that, you know, from kind of the extended version where, like, he obviously just didn't hire that person. Yeah. So, like... Well, I mean, he hired someone to be nude and then they refused to do the thing they're paid to do. See, that's, that's fucked up. That's, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's just that, bad categories. That's so, if I'm, if I'm someone who makes cakes and someone hires me to make a cake and then I start getting all iffy about the making of a cake... Mm -hmm. uh, At that point, if they've already paid you, you already need to put in that work. Yeah, you, you, you advertise yourself as a cake maker. Someone is willing to pay you for a cake, do yeah. the fucking cake. Yeah. I think yeah. that guy won, didn't he? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that... Uh, uh, it was something weird. I, you can't I, force someone to do a job either. Yeah, like, you can't force somebody to do a job. Also, like, if... You were paid for the work, right? And you're like, I mean, I already got paid for this work. I might as well do it. Like, you just, you already got paid. Like, they've already made plans around it. But if they haven't paid you yet, mm -hmm. right, there's really no force there, right? You, they haven't paid you yet. You can just be like, no, I don't want to do your I work don't, for I don't you. want the job, yeah. I don't want this job. There's no law to make you take a job. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, well, anyway, sorry. That was a complete tangent about domination. That was a complete domination. tangent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of fits in. It kind of fits in where... Yeah, where with the whole someone of authority telling you to do something you don't want to do. Yeah, you have control over that situation. You as the sub have, uh, and you should beforehand, before you do any sort of domination, write down what is going to be done right? Mm -hmm. Write it down. If you're new, you definitely want to write it down. Write down what is going to be done, not what what the what the limitations are. No, no, no. Write down what is going to be done and check it off and have your dom check it off as it's going through, right? And those are the only things that are going to be done. If afterward you want to do more, after the scene slows down and comes to an end, then you write down more things and continue the scene going on that way. Um... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know this. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll get here in a in a minute. Yeah, I'll wait. Um, but I think this is an interesting thing to talk about in connection. For one, we're both haunt artists. Yeah, we both and, do haunt and, stuff. And uh, and this, in my opinion, is one of those things that are very inches towards the kink rather than the art. Mm -hmm. And I find that very interesting. So um, yeah. So if you're doing, if you're being a sub. Write it down, and then add, the more you play with this person, the more you can kind of go into, well, I would like this done. You know, you don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to write it down. They kind of know where you're going, right? You establish, we talked about safe words before. You can go back to that episode and watch it. Um, you know, establishing your safe words. Uh, I always do the um, lighting system, red, yellow, green, right? Yeah, um, that's something we described in the past. If, um, yeah. If you're being dominated in any in any level you need to be comfortable with saying no this yes. is something that uh that's something that i do with a lot of my a lot of my partners even if i'm doing something light like rope like even if it's doing rope i have them perform an action that denies me in some way so that they get comfortable saying no to me so that they can say no to me because when you're being when you're in like a subby atmosphere and you're like well i really don't want to say stop 
you know, because I, either you aren't feeling comfortable or you're feeling vulnerable and you just don't really want to do it. That happens a lot. And when it does happen, it can cause problems because you are being pushed beyond your limitations. And that isn't very good. Yeah. Like, especially if you go way too far past there, you're going to end up getting hurt. So your dom, you should be able to say no to whoever your dom is, right? And say, use your safe words accordingly. Mm -hmm. Um I think it's because, so there are people who actually have a submissive personality, which is not the same as someone who wants to be domed. Mm -hmm. um, so that's ver very often there are people that just give up and they go like, what you say, whatever you say. Mm -hmm. And you've met people like that. that it, we're not talking sexually. We're like, no. uh, I want to go to Taco Bell. You want to go to McDonald's. And they're like, fine, let's do, let's do what you want. Like, but you wanted that. Yeah. And they just completely give up what they want on the spot. There are people like that, and it's very, it's very dangerous to have someone like that being dumb because you never know that they actually no, no longer want it. They just won't say it. Mm -hmm. And that is very, very scary. Um, so I think one of the things that I was, I was going to bring up is the... So I've talked to a dominatrix, someone who actually makes a living dominating people. I was asking what kind of people require like ask for this like how common is it like do you get a lot of business kind of thing and it's like it's usually a lot of uh, a lot of businessmen older guys yeah who have so much control over everything every aspect of their life that they want to have that little escape and i think this is something we covered a long time ago of uh, kinks are very often an escape to something you've always not done mm -hmm. so kind of like we talk about like catholic girls who were completely restricted from sex, then get crazy sex after that because it's an escape to what they have always done. Uh, so very often someone who wants to be dumb is someone who is not necessarily uh, submissive in a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Well, there are some girls that are submissive that I shouldn't say girl. There are some people who yeah, are there's definitely more than more than girls. For sure. Yeah. But there's definitely some people that will be submissive that somehow get talked into being in a sub situation when mm -hmm. they really shouldn't be because mm -hmm. they don't need an escape from already being submissive as a person. Mm -hmm. That's the one, I, I believe those are the ones that end up in really abusive relationships because they don't know how to not be in it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just my opinion. That's just me being just mental of some relationships I've seen. Yeah, and if you're, if you're doing things, let's say you're a little bit more in the intermediate, right? You've been subbing for a little while. Um, dip your toes in to the dom thing. You don't have to go all the way in. You don't have to actually dom someone, but go into the sort of psychology about it. Do some research on it. It'll actually help you out a lot. It'll help you out with how you are as a sub. It'll kind of teach you a little bit more of what's going on. Um, and vice versa, if you're a dom, you don't have to go get subbed because obviously you don't really... Not a lot of doms like being subbed. Not a lot of subs like being dommed. But it's there definitely one of those things. There's a term for in between, which is a switch. Switch, right? Someone There's who does both. some people that will um, that that can enjoy both sides of that, which leads me to believe that's not an escape of any sort, right? Hmm. Well, so for like that. Yeah. so I'm. I'm not technically, I'm, I'm a dom, right? But I've done sub stuff, right? Because like I said, that's what I did when I kind of hit the intermediate after I've been doming for a little while. I said, well, you know, let me try this up, right? You, sub things. And, you mentioned and, before you yeah. like the experience of pain. I do. I like the experience of pain. I do not like the experience of being dommed. So I don't, I'm different. not a sub. So you, you will have a sub like hit you with a belt. So you yeah, feel the pain, usually, but usually, not dumb over you. Yeah, of so one of, one of the things that I do for my sort of doming is I encourage the sub to fight back. Oh, I see. So it is 
it is fun, you know. Sometimes they don't want to. Sometimes they, and that's totally fine. Yeah, however, well, it's, it might trigger some memories of someone who's being abused. Exactly, I can see that. it can. It can. There's a lot of discussion that goes in with it. These are, you know, partners that you know I've had for a long time, so mm -hmm. they know what's going on. This is definitely not one of the first couple of times, but like, <laughs> they'll they'll fight back and stuff, and they'll actually be able to induce pain on me. Um, which gets a little weird where I have my own safe words and I have my own things even though I'm in command of the situation. I, of course, reserve the right to end the end the scene whenever I want to. Mm, gotcha. um, and doms also have that power. They have the power to end a scene. If a sub is being too much blank, you know, if the sub is being too demanding and the dom's like, I'm not having fun, forget this, you know? <laughs> if, you know, no dom should fly off the handle. Um, if well, your yeah. sub is being particularly bratty and you lose control, that is bad on you. If yeah. you then end the scene, it'll usually th throw a much bigger, um, uh, sort of, it'll, it'll convey a better message. You'll, you'll say like, I don't have to play with you and just leave. And it usually puts the sub in their place really quick when you just leave. Yeah. Cause they're ruining situations or ruining uh, a scene. Mm -hmm. for themselves not just for you mm -hmm. interesting yeah so doms also have that ability you know doms are allowed to end scenes because they don't like them it's a thing well, I guess the message would want to put out there is to, to look for those red flags in regular situations where someone who no I don't think there's an easy way to tell actually <laughs> come think of it I'm trying to think of like how do you avoid how would you suggest you avoid someone who's a bad dumb other than having a bad, dumb experience. like, Because at that point, it's a little too late. Well, there's telltale signs, right? So there are signs of someone might be being a bad dom. The first one is doming you without your, without your consent, right? So if right. you're talking to a dom and they're using doming language and you don't really know this guy very well, right? Oh, and they're doing I things see. like... I'm buying you a drink instead of saying, would you like me to buy you a drink? Oh, shit. Yeah, Things yeah, yeah. like that. They have very dominating language. On top of that, they are very dominant. Let's say you have sex with this guy and he's already putting on the dom, right? He's already doing things like you haven't discussed anything and he already wants to choke you. He already wants to, he's already basically pulling your hair. He's going past, like, he's not talking to you. He's not communicating. That means he's a bad dom. Do not go with that. If you talk to this person, right, and that is a little bit on you and a little, definitely a lot on him, right, where you talk to this person, they say, I would like to do these things, and they ask you, that is good dom behavior. Gotcha. Right? Again, communication is very important, and the communication part is what's going to separate most good doms from bad doms, is are they communicating with you? Are they talking with you? Um because especially it's it's scary when you're going in there as a sub um, and you've never been domed before. Yeah. And you're like, what the heck am I going to expect? Um, I've been in that situation because, like I said, I went from doming to subbing and it was an interesting experience. I wasn't expect I didn't know what to what to expect. And I had had several friends recommend me a dom who was going to be good. Mm -hmm. um, and you consider it, yourself a switch? Uh, no, I don't like being domed. I've oh, been yeah, yeah, yeah. domed. I've had the experience. So it's kind of like you're capable of it. You just don't necessarily it's capable, enjoy it. I'm capable of, of getting there, but it, it first of all, it takes a long time yeah. for me to get into that situation. And you wouldn't choose it. And I wouldn't really choose it um, compared to what I am. I am definitely a masochist. Um, I wouldn't... 
I would say that I'm at least somewhat sadistic as well, but it's not necessarily, it's more like a fascination within pain, not necessarily. How do you, how do you define sadistic? Is that someone who causes pain, wants to cause pain? Someone who wants to cause pain, yes. Interesting. So Which, that's the, is that the actual definition or how you use it? That's how I use it. Okay. I don't, I don't I'm think pretty I know the sure definition that is also the definition. Is it? Someone sadistic. Who, let's look it up. Um, yeah, let's look it up. Before I talk out my ass. Yeah. I don't like being wrong on my podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, sadistic definition. Let's see what we got. I'm definitely interested in definitions all the time. Uh, driving pleasure from inflicting pain. Yes. Oh, okay. So so it's pleasure, not necessarily yes, enjoying pleasure. it, but it's actually... Pleasurable, yes. Fascinating. All right. Ooh, I don't ooh, necessarily... Here's a good time for... <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um, uh. Yeah, so that's definitely uh, a thing. Uh, I'm not necessarily sadistic. It's not necessarily a pleasure for me. It is definitely a fascination. Mm. Um, I am very fascinated with pain, and uh, I usually pull that fascination on myself. Um, and I haven't had many, um, Oops. many um, masochists come my way where I can actually explore pain to my fullest. But you know, you get you win some, you lose some. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, what is the life is a zero sum game. Mm -hmm. you, you win some, you lose some, but you're not gonna get. You don't win. Yeah, you don't. You don't win. <laughs> you end up with exactly the same you started with. Um, Nothing. And there's there's points like uh, I think on my toe right now I have it kind of fucked up because I was playing. What do with, you do? Huh? I stuck a needle in there. Oh my fucking god. Oh, I should have brought that thing. Well, nobody's fucking watching. Yeah, so that's that's masochism. It's it gets crazy. I'm very Damn. fascinated with pain. It's actually like a, a thing I want to do. I want to explore. I actually want to make a pain skill. Would you would you do um uh, uh suspension? Is that something you'd be interested in? I'm too heavy for suspension. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I've already. I was talking. I had a, you, a guy. You actually consulted. I consulted. You know, a guy. someone to be willing to get interviewed and like talk about suspensions. I really want to know what that's like. I can talk with him. I can talk with him. I can. I don't know if I have his number anymore, but I can definitely for, for, try to find out. For those of you who don't know, I, I was looking into uh, suspensions are a form of what, body modification, like piercers. Mm -hmm. Usually, it's usually someone with a background piercing and tattooing. I do not have any uh, piercings or tattoos. I have one piercing and three tattoos. Yeah. I mean, I've had my body pierced, but <laughs> which is funny. A little I, bit different. I, I, that's different, yeah. I pierce my tongue. I, I feel you'd be the kind of person that like pierce your the tip of your dick. What is it called? The Prince something? Yeah, Prince Prince Charles or Prince Charming. Prince Char I don't know. Uh, forgot the name of it. There's All I know a, is that the one that Prince like, Albert. I think Prince it's Albert. Called. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, Prince a it's a dick piercing <laughs> Prince Charming. This is that trick. Um, Speaking of which, last week's episode. <laughs> Shrek. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. But, uh, but we should probably react to it one of these days. Just put it on the thing. Oh man, it's so. But great. Uh, basically, uh, I, I pierced my tongue specifically to for cunnilingus. Mm -hmm. I purposely. Like, my goal was not, ah, I think I look cool with a tongue piercing. I don't care what it looks like. It's mm -hmm. supposed to be functional. And more importantly, I found that there's these uh, jelly tips you can put on it that wouldn't, like, it's basically a bump on your tongue that is, like, silicone that you can, you know, give oral sex much better. Um, so that's the reason I got that. Uh, uh, tattoos is basically an artistic thing. I, I, it's always something that inspires me. So I don't tattoo random shit. It's got to be something that sort of defines me. Uh, so my first tattoo was the, this on my forearm. I don't know if you can see it. There it is. Um, it's a it's an ace of spades with the, my personal design of an ace of spades. 
Uh, second tattoo was uh, an artist that inspired me. Her name is uh, Lindsay Neo Nimio. Uh, she was a raver back when I was not a raver. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I saw her and I went to a first rave and I just saw her perform. And I was like, I need to be crazier. And I mm-hmm. started like doing all the crazy shit of painting my face and dressing up all weird. Uh, that's when that started. And then this one was actually a gift. Um, that uh, it, it's uh, a clown with my contact lenses. It's an evil zombie clown. Is that from, from the movie Clown? <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I think it's, I don't know if it's based on, but it's similar to like a Nickelodeon, uh, what is that TV show? Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think it was called? Mm-hmm. There's a story where like you, like, some kid puts on a Halloween mask and it won't come off. It becomes yeah. part of him. So that's what I've that movie's that. like. Oh, okay. Some some dad wants to, like the clown canceled for his son's birthday party and he found found a clown suit uh, in, a, in the attic or an abandoned house or something. Because it's like a, house sales person so he has a bunch of houses that he goes and just found a clown suit and like fuck it I'll dress like a clown for my son's birthday and uh, he fell asleep with the suit on the next morning he can't take anything off and the nose became his actual nose like he thought it was like super glued or something but he like took it off started bleeding and the lens to grow back, grew back. kind of like Santa Claus that happened mm-hmm. in the Santa Claus mm-hmm. movie <laughs> like uh, Santa Claus but they said uh, they, they tell a very interesting thing that I really don't know if it's real or not but they tell this mythology that Clowns are originally monsters that would come and eat kids, um, and they have to. Which be, is not it at all. It's not okay. There was some mythical thing that yeah. engines history. Like he read a book that looked old as fuck, very Bible-like, and it, like originally clowns were supposed to be monsters, and they became, you know, a fun thing to cosplay, kind of like witches and. Uh, yeah, no clowns. Have, like clowns have always been actually like fun meant for entertainment entertainment purposes oh, that's what i thought but I, I, yeah. I, I didn't look into it but it was it was fascinating and basically what he said is that the the, the suit he put on was actually the skin of a real clown mm-hmm. or a real mythical creature called like a clown that he turned into and it was very zombie at some point he was wearing this crazy contact lenses he looks fucking insane and that's the picture that i have on my arm um but uh anyway so speaking of horror <laughs> uh we, we were talking about this uh, this is actually a hands into a what is a masochism or sadistic this is behavior. definitely like um both sadistic on the terms of the people inflicting it and masochistic and honestly they don't necessarily have to be sadistic because like you take my particular case where again i'm not sadistic i just like the um the science behind it so i do a lot oh, of research into pain and discomfort and things like that um and uh so i can see if somebody was like that who was there who does these things and for people who don't know what we're talking about is mckinney manor um McKamey? i believe this place yeah mckinney manor McKamey? this actually got closed down because mm-hmm. i think it's illegal even if they signed a waiver so it's supposed yeah. to be a haunted house or they claim so but at, the, at some point again we're we have both worked at different haunted houses and uh there's an art to scaring people without putting them in harm's way yeah which is the moral way of doing i've been punched so many times oh yeah i've never touched a single person (laughs) i had a concussion once running into a fucking wall in the dark dude i i I get i get kind of mad because like people who like touch people always they never get punched or whatever and like i don't touch a single person i don't even breathe on people and i've been hit so many times you had this intimidating persona thing that they fear you more um i mean i guess probably i don't know i mean at the time i was like 350 pounds and i was like i looked i looked like my arms were 
bulky dude. Stacked up and stuff. So, I mean, maybe now I would get punched less. But, uh, so this is a haunted house where you had to sign a waiver. And I, I did some research on it. They didn't just open their doors and sold tickets. They interview again, this sounds very similar to a kink scene. Mm-hmm. Because they will interview the person and it would be one person per trip. So it wasn't like, ooh, group of five, not a thing. They would pick a single person or a or two people or like maybe I think the the biggest group I saw was three people. And they signed up and they were interviewed and they were reviewed and they had medical records. And it was like, dude, this sounds so similar. And part of it, a part of the form that they signed is a consent form to being recorded, which at this point I'm like, that's the guy who's doing this is mm-hmm. definitely getting something out of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is a this is one of the promo videos that they posted uh, a long time ago. This is 2013. Um, yeah, so they're yeah they're they're doing all sorts of crazy stuff here. Yeah, and uh, um, Los Angeles Times and Turner Point by Road. I like to think I've seen it all. So, again, this is very trailer-like. Yeah, it's very trailer. It's but, uh, so, the, the thing about this is that they take, they say that this is a haunted house, that they take it to the extreme. But they legitimately torture people, tie them in a box, threaten their lives for real. Like, they, oh, it's in San Diego. But yeah, they, to the point where they just don't want to be there anymore, and they're yeah. basically, like, screaming that they want out. Yeah. And they don't let them out, which is another that's another out. thing. They they sign a form that said that they don't get, they cannot remove consent, which is another dangerous thing which to do. Which is very dangerous, yeah. Yeah, so look, they duct tape their faces, force feed them nasty shit, tie shit to their faces, <laughs> have a toilet explode on their faces. Uh, I think they were held in a... See, they were, she was tied up, the dude's screaming, let me out, and they don't let him out. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some videos where they, they, they legit scream to their faces, you're gonna die here. Look at that, they, they tied him on a chair and put a cage over his face. Again, this is no longer an art, right? Yeah, this is... It's, it's, it's a little sickening uh, for someone who's, for you know, weak stomach, I'm gonna quit it there. Um, but, wow, it's five minutes fucking long. This is no one under 18 year, year olds is allowed. I don't think anybody any age should be allowed there. Uh, but again, it's one of those things that they took something that I believe was fun, the whole haunted house thing, into something that very much veers into the kink of masochism. Yeah, and a lot of this goes into more of like extreme BDSM, you know, consensual, non-consent, and things like that, which yeah. we'll talk about in a different episode. Yeah, that particular thing of they signed away the right to say, I want to stop. Which mm-hmm. I find problematic in any level. Yeah, there's... Well, again, there's... How about this? These people are not experienced enough with the individuals who are doing things to them to revoke consent. Yeah. I can't I can't imagine somebody might have had a heart attack, had PTSD, and just disassociates on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they have... Uh, what I have seen is some, uh, they shoot stuff into their eyes, like fake blood. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if it... You saw the explosions and shit. Mm-hmm. Some of that might actually hurt them. Mm-hmm. And they had like a bloody eye, and they thought it was a fake blood, but like they actually damaged the dude's eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just, it was like, you sign your waiver, you can't sue us. And it was like, dude, but you're hurting people. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, again, that takes away the art uh, of scaring people into actually just hurting abuse. people. Yeah, <laughs> it's just some abuse. 
Uh, it says open weekends year round. <laughs> so this whole thing again, I, I looked into a whole documentary about the dude, and he kept having to move it because they had him shut it down. Like the mm. neighbors would go, "That you can't have this here. This is this. You, there are people screaming for their fucking lives, terrified." Uh, I think they had a person that they followed that at some point managed to escape and ran down the street. Fuck these people, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's fu- oh for the record they the, they don't just give you an address and you show up and go through the entrance, they arrange to pick you up at a park and you have to show up at a particular time blindfold yourself and sit there and they kidnap you, they come in a van pick your ass up throw you in the back of a van and take you to the haunted house so you don't know where you are, and uh, they don't let you out till like it's dark so you don't know where you're being taken. Mm-hmm. Again, this is so borderline a kink. It is definitely partly kink. Like I like <laughs> it can't be art. I've seen, I've seen, I've never been involved with, but I've definitely seen some of the stuff in the kink thing where, again, these people you arrange a kidnapping, you arrange a kidnapping where like these people have been playing with each other for years and years and years. Yeah. Like there, it's like literally a husband and a wife who are doing this yeah. to each other, and it's like they've been doing it for like 15, 20 years. And then it's like, then that's kind of okay. But like these people, it's like, I know this guy for like all of two seconds and he's, you know, tying me up and spitting in my face. Like, yeah, that's some weird shit. <laughs> like, I mean, it's I, one of those things like, it's kind of when you see somebody do your art wrong and you mm-hmm. start kind of thinking like, what the fuck, like this is just wrong. But again, we're in a, this is the freaking deal. And we talk about this kind of shit and I'm mm-hmm. curious as to where that hits. Cause if it's, a haunted house they're doing it wrong if it's a kink scene that's not far off and that's definitely not far off and there are people yeah. who like to be who like that sort of feeling of being kidnapped and tormented and things like that um and that is out there for some people <laughs> yeah. i'm not into it and i don't do that because i don't think it's safe but that is my personal opinion yeah. and um oh that's another thing there's a documentary on netflix i believe it's called hunters have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. We should watch it together one of these days. So one of the things that they, they describe, so there is a a haunted house that is very big on like psychological hurting where uh, they will uh, they will insult you and they will uh, they will do like murder scenes in front of you and they're trying to psychologically fuck you up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then they see this and they go, well, we don't do that. So the people who run this one, they go like, well, we don't do anything sexual. We never touch you anywhere inappropriately, blah, blah, blah. And the other guys, look. so these guys are looking down at those for using curse words, right? And then those guys are looking down and like, yeah, we don't fucking touch people. Mm-hmm. We, we do psychological scaring. We don't hurt physical, like we don't physically hurt people. And then these guys are like, yeah, but we don't use cuss words and we don't touch people inappropriately. Like, what the fuck? It's the weirdest shit that they both look down at each other for doing it wrong when they're both doing very extreme ways of uh, scaring people. Mm-hmm. It's just it's fascinating how people always find a way to look down at somebody else as a, as a form of art. <laughs> but uh, you have any, any thoughts on the... Uh, Hugging the mic here. Oh no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, and what else is to say? I, I disagree with this as sort of like a haunted attraction. Um, I think this is a little extreme. Now, it is an entertaining venue, right? Mm. Entertainment venue. Is this? I view this more as like a this, kink. Yeah. Should this be illegal to do? Because they have been shut down. 
because uh, presumably because that they're probably breaking a few laws doing it definitely um, i well, the thing is is that is that i think that the way it is currently being done yeah i think it should be illegal oh okay. i think you should have a way out yeah, that's what I, I believe that's the law they're breaking right yeah, there. Yeah, like the thing is, consensual like, non-consent is not a legal thing. Is not a legal thing. Anywhere. I think mm-hmm. I think that you know you should have something that you can say to get kicked out, and they could humiliate the crap out of you for getting for for wussing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, put you on the wall, put you shame. on a wall of shame. Yeah, we they have can that local, yeah. Do all sorts of things. You, they could be right nasty to you, but they gotta let you out, yeah. and that's the part that I disagree with. Um, if there was like a, if they now, said I do a particular phrase, yeah, I do wonder if they have a safe word like in the kink scene, where as long as they don't say that one word, right? Because they can say no, I want out, let me get the fuck out of here, but they don't say the key word. The key word, yeah. As, so if they possible, if they had that, yeah. then I'd be totally fine with that because there that is a sense. way out. There is a I need medical attention now, or mm-hmm. or a I need some psychological help now. Things like yeah. I need to go to a hospital or I need to go to somewhere else, um, a comfort room. Yeah. See, I would have a comfort room on the side of this where you would take a nice long shower and then you have like a night. Oh God, cook. aftercare! Imagine aftercare, one of these with an aftercare. With aftercare and then also having like, you know, um, safe words and things like that. This could be done appropriately. Yeah. Where it's like, no, and, there and, is and there appeal, are ways out. An appeal to people who are actually masochists and not people that are just fans of horror. Mm-hmm. You know, people who think this is a haunted house, thinking it's just entertainment. It's not. This is a mm-hmm. serious thing to do. You have to know what you're getting yourself into. And I, I presume, and again, I've seen some of the interviews where the guy interviews the person to tell him, it's like, it's pretty intense and you got to know that, you know, you're going to get, you know, treated this way and that way. Where he's trying to warn them, but at the same time, he's trying to convince them this is just a fun thing to do. Mm. And I find that like a predatory behavior. Yeah, there's definitely some... Where he doesn't necessarily say, hey, this is this is not just a haunted a house. Thing, a thing about negotiation is plain English, right? Yeah. Is, is not, is not, I guess that goes in with doming as well, like... Mm-hmm. If you're dom, oh, we really is, stuck to the subject. <laughs> yeah, wow. Coincidentally, um, uh, when you have a dom, right, and they're not using plain English, they're they're saying this will happen or this might happen, but it's going to be fun either way. That isn't plain English. Plain English Mm-mm. is this is what I am doing to you. This is how it's likely going to feel. Mm-hmm. That is plain English. Um, no fancy words, nothing like that. The nitty gritty, so you know what you're getting into before it happens. Yeah, that's that's pretty much informed consent. That's always been a. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, I think that's like the, the 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 basis of this show. I think that's the biggest lesson we we kind of keep coming back to. No matter what kink, mm-hmm. deviant behavior we can talk about, almost everything goes right back down to consent. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's very interesting that even like magic tricks, haunted house, almost everything that we can think of comes down to consent. Well, it's the basics for human interaction. Should be a commandment, shouldn't it? Thou shalt always get consent. I don't know. <laughs> it seems that important because, which well, by like the way, said, the, like, the fucking Ten Commandments are silly because they like they repeat morals. Uh, I think George Carlin was broke yeah, it down it was George Carlin to like there's only three commandments. There's only literally two moral codes, mm-hmm. which is always be honest and try not to kill, mm-hmm. uh, unless they pray to a different invisible guy. <laughs> and, and they just kind of added a third one. It's like thou shalt keep that religion to thyself. But like uh, out of those two morals, I would add an extra moral of. Uh, of uh, always 
always get consent. That that seems for everything, and I, I don't. It doesn't necessarily mean sexually, mm -hmm. but conversationally, uh, like friendships. Mm -hmm. You know, any kind of thing you're interacting with another human being, always know that they want to do what you're you're doing together. Yeah, and, and like I said, it is definitely a basics a basis for human interaction. You know, humans <laughs> who are interacting with each other give consent usually, and if they don't, they try and get out. They try and leave. <laughs> I remember, uh, I think it was John Oliver, says, sex is kind of like boxing. If they don't both consent to do it, one of them is committing a serious crime. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a boxing fight where the other guy doesn't want to fight. Like, oh, Wait, God. what are you doing? It's just a beat down. <laughs> it's a beat down. Just some jackass beating the shit out of another one. Um, okay, so we're running out of time here, <laughs> which is amazing because I didn't have anything... We don't have anything deep to, to talk about. We yeah, somehow run we out of time. We can keep going, too. So yeah, that's... we have some shit to talk about. It's fascinating. But, uh, so, yeah, we, we're definitely out of time here. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, this was an interesting episode without any kind of... We had literally zero comments on the chats. So, it was yeah, all Yeah, and if you us. liked this, please let us know. Let please. us know if this is a better format or if it's it's more if it's fun worse, when people are commenting. More people are commenting. If this is boring, sorry. Or not, sorry. We'll try it again. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so this is the freaking Adivian. My name is Spider, and uh, we're here to remind you that life is chaos. And nothing is sacred. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Night. Two, three, four.